Hey everybody, how is it going? Welcome back to On Deck, your PC gaming podcast where I talk a whole bunch about the Steam Deck as well as a bunch of other stuff on the PC. Uh, I hope that you are all having a good day. I'm Bill and it's good to see you here if you uh, are listening to this or watching it after the fact. We do the show live here on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdnest. And if you want to support the show, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash nerdnest and you can get this show without any ads for a buck a month. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with the show. And there were a couple of things that I wanted to talk about off the top of the show today before I actually get into the the listener submissions. Um, I want to talk first off about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, uh, Kawabunga Collection. I got this game as a review copy, and uh, for the the people who are not here live, we've got a we've currently have a a poll going in chat about everybody's favorite turtle, and at this point, Mikey has zero percent, but uh, we'll see how it how it is uh, later on in the show. Um, I got this as a review copy, and I I got it knowing that okay, it's a bunch of retro games that uh, a lot of which I never played. Uh, but some of them I had played, and I, I was like, I don't know how good it could be. It's really good. It's really good. Before I talk about that game, I have to say that my favorite Turtles game is still Shredder's Revenge. I played that start to finish on the Steam Deck. It's fantastic. This is really good. Doesn't hold a candle to Shredder's Revenge. If you have to make a decision between this game and Shredder's Revenge... Absolutely pick Shredder's Revenge. I think it's just a much better game. That being said, I have uh, put a lot of time into this game recently. And I have to say, uh, the Konami did a really good job with this collection. First of all, um, I played an entire game of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, start to finish online with somebody else i was playing as donatello the other person was playing as leonardo and we went all the way through this is just a random person that joined my game i love that the game has drop in and drop out that's absolutely fantastic um but i went all the way through got all the way to the end and it was awesome of course i was putting in my um my my initials at the end like you do when you win in an arcade game and (laughs) i was trying to put nrd uh, and it took me a minute to figure out like what the controls were because I was like, why isn't it going? Uh, but I ended up typing NR and then I ran out of time at the end and it says NRB at the end. And I was like, no, because I wanted NRD for nerd. Uh, anyway, if you all have been playing this game uh, or or if you haven't been playing this game, you really should check it out. So what it is. It is a collection of 13 prior released uh, Ninja Turtles games. Uh, the, that are on classic systems like we're talking GBA, we're talking talking Super Nintendo, Genesis, arcade games. I don't know why this is this this website is running really really slow for some reason. I'm going to go ahead and refresh that website. It's really slow. Uh, play. Uh, that seems like it might be a little bit better. Okay, uh, so it's really good, and I have to say. And this is a topic not for this show, but possibly for a future episode of Games with Bill, uh, which is a my micro podcast. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I always hated 
the NES version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was terrible. Now, today, I don't know if this game is still terrible or not. But what I do know is I loaded it up on my uh, Steam Deck. I turned off the flickering because you can turn off the slowdown and turn off the flickering. So it plays like it should have played back in the day. Um, And then I went through and I played a lot of it. And I don't know if it's a good game, but I did enjoy myself. I really did enjoy myself. I got past the water level, which was always impossible. And the reason that I was able to actually enjoy myself with this game is because of the rewind feature. This has a built-in rewind feature, and you all can tell me in chat or in the comments or on Twitter that I'm a big cheater for using the rewind feature. I don't care. There's no way, absolutely no way, no chance, no how that I would have gotten past that water level in Ninja Turtles on the NES on my Steam Deck without Rewind. So I used Rewind and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, they also have like some really cool stuff where you can like go into the Turtles lair and they've got like comic books laying around and all kinds of stuff for you to just look through. They even have like the the kind of stuff that would be like, so let's say you owned an arcade and they were trying to get you to buy a Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet for your arcade. They have like those advertisements that are not aimed at you, the listener, but they're aimed at the arcade owner. They have those things in there too. And I just love looking at that stuff. Like I have a bunch of old PDFs of um, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which I used to read all the time when I was a kid. And every once in a while, I will grab my iPad and like just flip through old advertisements for, uh, that are in EGM and read old review stuff and, and that kind of thing. And it's always really, really enjoyable to me. So uh, this retro collection is fantastic. If you haven't picked it up, I really do like it. It's 40 bucks, which is pretty steep, I think. But uh, if if it's something that you are interested in and you're watching this on the YouTube channel, there is a link down below the uh, uh, the, the the like button. I don't get any commission for you clicking that link, but it just tells the them that, hey, this review code was worth sending out. All right, let's move on to uh, w- deals on deck. This is where I talk about something where you, you know, where you're getting a good deal. And this one is a really good deal. I bought this one myself, and that is the 2K Mega Hits uh, Humble Bundle. This is really fantastic. So I bought this because I really like Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 is a really fun game. I know that there's people out there that say, if you haven't played Borderlands 2, that's the one to play. I'm sure that it is because I haven't played it. I really enjoyed my time with Borderlands 3. It was my first Borderlands game that I had ever played. Uh, But that's not the only game that you get for uh, $16. (laughs) 16 bucks. Um, You also get... Um, PGA 2K21, which I know is not a super expensive game, but it's a good game. It's a really fun golf game, and it plays very, very well on the Steam Deck. That one I already had. Look for a future giveaway sometime in the future on our community Discord at nerdnest.tv slash Discord. If you didn't know, we give away games there sometimes. You get the Ultimate XCOM Collection. You also get Bioshock the Collection. You also get Civilization Six. 
you get a bunch of train games that I didn't care about, and I just added them to my giveaway list. So those are games that I'll give away at some point. You get WWE 2K Battlegrounds as well as a Brawler's Pass. You get a collection of Duke Nukem games if you're looking for some retro stuff. The Golf Club, another golf game. I claimed that one and put it on my Steam Deck. I haven't uh, played it yet, so I don't know if it how it compares to PGA Tour. But you get all of these games. It's a really, really good deal. I think it's a really good deal anyway. Here's my question to all of you. Number one, you've got three options for this. You got the four item bundle where you pick four. Uh, or, or, well, you actually, yeah, you get the four item bundle, you get the 12 item bundle, and you get the 18 item bundle. I think it's crazy not to go for the 18 item bundle. And if you get that 18 item bundle, which games are you most excited about in that list? Let me know. I'm very curious. And there is a link in the description down below that does get me a little extra cash if uh, if you click that. It's an affiliate link. Um, but I would have put that link here anyway because it's just this is such a good deal. By the way, speaking of deals, on our community Discord, we do have a deals channel where if we find really good deals, somebody will go into that channel, drop a link that to, to that deal so you can grab it before it's gone. All right. With all of that stuff out of the way, let's talk about the Steam Deck. And before we get going, uh, Steve Adandre in chat says, Bill, will all of my Steam Controller profiles from my PC import into my Steam Deck? Yes, they will. Uh, they will. But you're going to want to redo them anyway. It's better to redo them. I've tried using Steam Controller profiles, which we'll talk about Steam input in a little bit too. I've tried using Steam Controller profiles on the Steam Deck, and you're just better off starting from scratch, in my opinion. All right. Let's go to our first main topic today. You might be wondering, how do I send in topics to talk about on the show? And you do that by heading on over to nerdnest.tv slash submit. Now, I've gotten some people who, actually some belligerent people who have sent me messages saying, hey, how come you never pick my topic? Um, I get lots and lots and lots of to- of uh, submissions coming in through this uh, submission link. And I just, I pick the ones that are the most well-written and that I want to talk about on the show. So if I haven't picked yours, it's nothing personal. It just means that somebody else either sent in the same topic and they did a better job articulating their thoughts, or maybe there just wasn't room for yours in this uh, episode. It, for instance, if, if I have like uh, 10,000 people watch this episode and like 1% of you send in topics, that's 100 topics in one in one uh, one week. So I can't do them all, but I'll do what I can. All right. I got a message here from Luca. Luca sent in, uh, they said CDPR, CD Project Red, just dropped their new 1.6 update for Cyberpunk 2077, which fixes the Steam Deck graphics preset. Steam had a hot fix on 1.51, but now all have it. And it has some new content along with a big thing along I'm sorry, also a big thing, big improvements for its modding support, which is great news for the Steam Deck. Owners that own it on Steam, uh, for others as well, for the others as well, but it modding will likely work better than the Steam version uh, of it when attempted on the deck since you don't need to worry too much about setting up the base game. And yeah, um, I put out a video on Friday about um, CD Pro, not CD, um, Cyberpunk 20, 20, 
2077. Boy, my brain stopped working just for a second there. Uh, running on the Steam Deck. When I first got the Steam Deck, that was one of the first games that I installed. And I installed it, and it ran pretty well, except when it detected that it was a Steam Deck, and it said, oh, this is the Steam Deck profile, and it set everything to Ultra, and it just ran like absolute garbage. It was a bad experience. So I ended up going in and, and messing around with some things. And, you know, I turn this on, check what the frame rate's like. I turn this off, check what the frame rate's like. And I did that a few times. And I have to admit, that's not my favorite thing to do. I very much prefer when I just join a game. The game is pre-set up to work with the Steam Deck and it works just fine. That's what I prefer. Cyberpunk 2077 was not that before but it is now it is now and it's it's really really good um maybe you don't think that cyberpunk 2077 is your cup of tea maybe you're angry at cd project red for the way that they launched this game all of those are completely valid opinions but i'm here to tell you this game plays really well on that deck it is a locked 30 frames per second and it is just absolutely awesome uh a couple of the patch notes from cdpr official uh, they said that they added cross-progression feature between platforms. Your latest saves will automatically be uploaded to the cloud so you can continue where you left off easily on other platforms. Steam Deck fixed an issue where the dedicated preset was applying ultra settings instead of properly crafted graphic settings. And now that we have the properly crafted graphic settings, this game, which made PlayStation 4s and Xbox One's very unhappy when you tried to play them. It runs at a, at a locked 30 frames per second on the Steam Deck. Now, I've seen some people who have been doing like some modding stuff. They were able to get it up to like 40 frames per second, which is fine. You can easily do that. And, and if you just want to mess with the settings, not even doing mod, uh, you can easily get 40 frames per second out of this thing. But I was really happy with the 30 frames per second, and I'm really enjoying that game. So if you have the Steam Deck and you have yet to uh, tr to uh, try, um, I keep wanting to say CD Projekt Red. What is the game? Cyberpunk 2077 on the Steam Deck. I think that that's the right move. I think that you're going to enjoy it. I am, I'm going to say probably near the end of Act 2. Uh, I got a little distracted with Borderlands, uh, but I'm near the end of Act 2, and Man, the game is really fun. I love the story that they're telling, and the voice acting is top-notch, especially um, Jackie. I love that character, Jackie. He is just absolutely fantastic. All right. So let me know. Excuse me. Let me know what you guys think about, um, not, oh, my God, CD Projekt Red, about Cyberpunk 2077. I cannot remember the name of that game. All right. Um, let's see, where are we? We're going to go on to our second main topic today. And our second main topic today comes into us from Rewind83. They said, Bill, love the show. Keep it up. I know you talked about not using a case for your deck, not even having a screen protector. Aren't you worried about it breaking? I've seen a lot of posts on the subreddit of broken decks. I just saw that Valve opened up repair centers if you did break your Steam Deck, would you repair it yourself or would you send it in? Thanks for the great show, Rewind83. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't use a case on my Steam Deck. I was sent one of those uh, JSOX cases and 
it's a fine case, and I like the ha- the fact that it had a kickstand. But I've always been somebody that just prefers my electronics to be, you know, going commando. I prefer my electronics to go commando, and that's why I don't have a case on my phone. I don't have a case on my iPad, which is in my backpack right now. I just don't put cases on my electronics. Some might say that I'm crazy for doing that. That's what I do. Uh, so. Am I worried about breaking it? Well, I have to say this. The other day, I was I, I was sitting in this couch over here. You guys can't see it. If you're watching the video on YouTube, you can't see the couch, but there's a couch over there. My cat's sitting on it at this point. I was sitting on that couch, and I was listening to a podcast, and I was playing a game on the Steam Deck, and somebody had sent me a text or something, so I set the Steam Deck like on my leg, and then I grabbed my phone, and I was sending a text, and the Steam Deck slipped off my leg, and landed on the ground. And all I could think of was, oh my God, I'm screwed. What am I going to do? It was fine. I picked it up. There was no problem with it. But yeah, uh, I live dangerously, I guess. Now, if, uh, well, then the, the next thing that they sent in was, yeah, we have repair centers now for the Steam Deck. And this is this is what I would do. They asked, would I repair it or would I send it in? I would send it in. I don't trust myself to do this kind of thing. All right. So uh, here it is. This is from the official on deck Twitter. They said, we're happy to announce that our Steam Deck repair centers are now open. If a Steam Deck has an issue and needs to be sent in, repairs covered by warranty will be performed free of charge. If not covered by warranty, you can opt to have your device uh, repaired for a fee. And I just think that this is fantastic. Sure, it's awesome that they partnered with iFixit and that you can buy the parts from uh, from iFixit. And these are official parts that will then come and have all of the instructions on how to fix it like laid out right there for you. It's awesome that they did that. I still have zero, zero uh, belief in my ability to repair electronics that are this small. I have a Nintendo Switch, and I was experiencing Nintendo uh, or stick drift on the Nintendo Switch. So I thought, worst case scenario is I'm going to break this thing. And so I took the Joy-Con off, and I had some extra Joy-Cons. I took the Joy-Con off, and I ordered the screwdrivers that I needed, and I was like, all right, I'm going to open it up and try and clean it myself. And I I took that thing apart. I opened it up. I was watching a video on on YouTube or whatever, like to learn how to do it. And I did all of the stuff that it said. And then when I tried to get it back together, I just couldn't get the thing back together. And I know that there's people out there that are like, Bill, it's so easy to do that. Not for me. It is not easy for me to do that stuff. So should anything happen to to this Steam Deck right here. I am sending it in. Why would I, knowing that I have zero skill when it comes to that, I got the shaky hands, why would I risk this device that is pretty hard to get at this point when I could just send it into Valve and have the professionals do it? Um, So that's me. Now, maybe after like the Steam Deck 2 comes out and I'm like, all right, I want to tinker with this thing a little bit because I got another one to, to, to mess with, then things might change. But as of this point right now, I just don't see myself opening up the Steam Deck for any reason whatsoever. That being said, 
It is absolutely fantastic that Valve has partnered with iFixit and made it so all of you who know how to do that stuff can do that stuff without worrying about voiding your warranty. Uh, so I just think that that's awesome. Um, Dark Lord uh, 33 in chat says, send it in for how much? Well, it depends on what is wrong with it. So, for instance, my son's um, Nintendo Switch was broken. We sent it in, and then it wasn't under warranty anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so we sent it in, but it wasn't under warranty. And then they contacted us and said, this is what it costs to fix it. And they were like, okay, yeah, go ahead and fix it. So I, I would assume that that same process would happen with Valve's repair centers, where you would say, oh, my Steam Deck is broken. I'm going to send it in to you. They'll give you an estimate, and then you pay them, and then they fix it. So uh, that's that's what I would do, in my opinion. But everybody's willing to do whatever they want. Um, Fender seventeen one seventy eight says, but you can still pay for repair for pay. Well, I can't read today. I'm telling you, but you can still pay for repairs for out of warranty repairs. Yes, that's awesome. I love that you can do that. And it's, it's pretty common to that, that when they have repair centers that they will pay like the, the warranty stuff is free. And then out of warranty stuff is very much decidedly not free. And it is, well, I don't know what they're going to charge, but it, I remember the Nintendo Switch one was being a little bit expensive. And then the one thing that drove me the most crazy, and this isn't a Nintendo show, so I don't want to focus on it too much, but they ended up sending back, uh, like they just replaced his Switch instead of fixing it. And because of that, like he lost his Animal Crossing Village and stuff and his Pokemon stuff. So he had to like start over on that, which was really, really irritating. And especially after I talked to them, I was like, so that's not going to happen, is it? And then it happened. Hopefully Valve does better than that. I was really surprised by that because Nintendo has always had fantastic customer service. You know, speaking of Valve and customer service, I don't know what their customer service is like. I've never had to call them for something. If you guys know, are, are they like reliable? Let me know. I'm very, very curious about that. Like if you ever had to have a Steam controller or a Steam index repaired, I want to know what that, um, what that experience was like for you. All right, let's move on to our... Uh, third main topic today. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And our third main topic today comes into us from Jumpman Mario. Jumpman. No, Jumpman is greater than Mario. I think that's what that means. I don't know what that means. They said, I saw this patch notes. I saw these patch notes talking about mode shifts. I've watched all of your Steam input guides, and you've never mentioned these. What are mode shifts, and how do they work? Also, what happened to Games with Bill? I was looking for it on Thursday, and it wasn't there. Did I miss it? Sometimes I don't get new notifications from YouTube. 
Jumpman is greater than Mario. All right, Jumpman. I'll just call you Jumpman for now. Um, so first off, thank you for listening to Games with Bill. If you guys are listening to this and you're like, what is Games with Bill? It is my almost daily micro podcast about the gaming industry where I take about 10 minutes to talk about one topic in the industry. Uh, it's all done in one shot. I just record it, sit down. I sit down, record it, and send it. Uh, and it's usually once a day, 10 minutes. Uh, so that's that's what Games with Bill is. Now, what happened to it? Before that, it was another live show here on the YouTube channel, but creating all of the graphics and stuff for the show is just too much. And it's way less effort for me to sit, like it's way less time intensive for me to just sit down and record the show, especially with my fancy mixer here, uh, to just sit down, record the show and send it as an audio show rather than doing all of the production of a YouTube video, uh, especially of a YouTube live stream. So that's why you didn't see it on Sunday or I'm sorry, on Thursday, uh, moving forward, that's the new format. Back to your question about uh, Steam input, and I, I always forget this. This is, uh, what's it called? It's called, oh my God, I can't find, Mode Shifts, thank you, oh my God. Uh, so yeah, here's the patch notes. The patch notes about Mode Shifts. Uh, so this is one that I actually missed. I don't know how I missed this patch note because this is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. Steam Input added support for mode shifts in the new configurator. So when Steam Input first came out on um, the Steam Deck, it was missing a lot of stuff. And Valve has slowly been bringing that stuff back. Now, right now, there's still a bunch of stuff missing that I think is very important. I'm not going to talk about that today. One of those things is mode shifts. Mode shifts are amazing, especially on the Steam controller. Let's talk about what they are. So you guys all know that with our Steam Steam Deck, we've got these two little trackpads on the side. And one of the things that you can do, and this is so brilliant, let's say that you're using this right trackpad as a mouse in a first-person shooter. So you're running along like maybe Borderlands 3. You're running along in Borderlands 3, and you're using this for very, very uh, quick swipes to spin your character around, and then maybe the gyro for very precise stuff. Um, the thing that you can do with mode shifts is you can go to that trackpad and where it says as joystick, as mouse or as D pad or whatever, if you go all the way down to the bottom now, it's got this thing and this is only under beta right now, all the way down to the bottom, it says add mode shift. And when you hit that, it's going to make a copy of your trackpad, right? And then you can make your trackpad into something else, depending on if you're hitting a button. Here's how that turns into some really, really cool stuff. Let's say that underneath that trackpad, I put a D-pad, okay? And that D-pad activates when I click the trackpad. And then I can take that D-pad and I can put my ABXY face buttons on that D-pad. So what happens is that I'm playing Borderlands and I'm moving around on my trackpad, right? And then I have to jump. I just... I click in on the bottom of my trackpad and I don't actually have to take my thumb off of the trackpad to hit a face button, which then frees up your face buttons to do all kinds of other stuff. Mode shifts are huge and people who have been fans of the Steam controller have been wondering where the hell the mode shifts have been for the Steam Deck 
Well, they're here now, and I tested them yesterday, maybe the day before. I can't remember. I tested them in Borderlands, and they work like a dream. They work fantastic. And honestly, I got to say, this makes me want to use the trackpads more. I had been using the joysticks a lot, but the trackpads giving me this option to never take my thumb off of which direction I'm looking when I'm playing a first-person shooter and still having access to those face buttons, that is that is absolutely amazing right there. And it is a game-changer. I still think that the trackpads are a little bit low to use them all the time for aiming, uh, so I don't know if I'm going to do it all the time, but it's really, really cool. And uh, ZG uh, Lou in chat says, that's some next-level gamer uh, automation stuff. Um, You know, I asked a question in the last segment, and Tommy Reynolds is answering it. He said, Steam customer service is next to none. You don't take advantage of them. They're forgiving with refunds and everything else. Awesome. Uh, Perk0727 says that mode shift is next level. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, uh, the information. Uh, Poe P says, but wouldn't you start aiming down every time you jump? No. Okay, that's a great question. So let's say you're you're doing everything that I just said, and then you go to jump. What generally happens is I don't, when I use it, I do take my thumb off of that, but I'm only moving my thumb like a millimeter, and then I push in, and then I put my thumb back in the middle. I know it seems weird, but it feels natural to do it that way. And maybe that's because I'm coming from the world of the steam controller. For me, it just feels very, very natural to, if I run up to a chest in borderlands three to just hit the left side of the right uh, trackpad, which I'm using to control my camera. And I open it up just like that. It works really well. Once you try it, you're going to be like, Oh, okay. I get it. This is cool. But most people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I can't understand it. And it's one of those things that I don't feel like you can really get until you've tried it. And um, very much like VR. Like a lot of people look at VR and they're like, I'm not going to try or I'm not going to get VR because they haven't tried it. Once you try it, you're like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I remember when my son first got his um, Oculus Quest 2 and I put it on and I was like, this is amazing. It is really cool. And I, I, I still don't have a VR headset, but, you know, maybe someday in the future. Anyway, that's what mode shifts are. Look for a video coming soon on mode shifts. All right, let's move on to our fourth main topic today. And our fourth main topic today comes into us from Luca Ezio, the dead poet. That's a very long name. He's a Discord member. Um, this is what they had to say. They said, Bill, I recently learned that FSR 2.0 and 2.1 need to hook way deeper into the render pipeline so that most games prevent access, making a universal operating system level hack like Steam Deck uh, has it uh, using FSR 1.0 unlikely to update. But it potentially could make its way to DXVK, the tool that translates DirectX rendering into Vulkan rendering, but that's only speculation and might not happen either. But FSR 2.1 is still a very big deal for games that support it and games that support DLSS because modders can use the DLSS implementation in games and replace it with FSR 2.1 for people that can't use DLSS and their systems and the Steam Deck. All right. 
So that's a lot of jargon being thrown at you. Let me kind of take that and just bring it down to, to my level so that everybody is on the same page here. So what we're talking about with DLSS and FS is it FSR. I never, ever remember the, the title here. Yeah, FSR. What we're talking about with FSR and DLSS is basically upscaling. And I'm, I, if I'm not getting it 100% right, that's because I'm trying to keep it simple. Okay, it's upscaling. You take a lower resolution image and you upscale that lower resolution image to make it look prettier. That is uh, DLSS is the NVIDIA one and FSR is the AMD one. Now, the OS level hack that Luca was talking about on the Steam Deck is FSR because this is has an AMD chip in it. And basically at an OS level, even if a game doesn't support FSR, we can turn on FSR with um with the quick access menu all you do is you hit the quick access menu you go down to um the performance tab and under the performance tab turn on fsr then if you're running a game at a lower resolution lower than 1280 by 800 it then upscales it to 1280 by 800 making it look nicer now, what he's essentially saying here is, look, there's this big update that's coming with um, FSR 2.1. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see this uh, picture from GPUopen.com that compares FSR 2.0 to FSR 2.1. Uh, 2.0 on the left uh, doesn't look nearly as... Oh, no, I switched those. I'm sorry. I put them in the wrong... I, when I put the text on here, I put them in the wrong spot. Those are flipped around. Um, look at the dirt tracks on the bottom. You can see a lot more detail in the one for uh, on the left. And, boy, it's kind of small. It's hard for me to see at this point. But, essentially, 2.1 just got announced. And it's supposed to be this really good game changer. Get rid of a lot of ghosting and stuff like that that you get with this upscaling feature. What Luca is essentially saying is, hey, that's not going to work on the Steam Deck because most FSR 2.1 stuff is so deep in the render pipeline that you can't manipulate it at an operating system level. You need the game to actually support FSR 2.1 to begin with. So what we're not going to see right away is huge changes. We're not going to see the benefits of FSR on the Steam Deck for a long time, but... Future games, new games that are coming out that are using FSR, those games are going to be able to run on the Steam Deck much better than they otherwise would be able to because of this, because the games themselves are implementing it. Will the Steam Deck be able to like brute force FSR 2.1 on an operating system level? I don't think so. But hey, if anybody can do it, it's probably Valve. And for those of you that are like saying, okay, hold on a sec. Why, like, does this really work? Like, I've seen, I've watched the, the you know, the cop dramas and, they, like, they take a picture of their criminal and they're like, zoom in, enhance, zoom in, enhance. Yeah, that's what it is. It's essentially zooming in and enhancing, right? And for years, that was a ridiculous thing, but it actually does work. I've been playing CD Projekt Red, oh my God, Cyberpunk 2077 on my Steam Deck, and I sat down to play it at my PC and my PC automatically selected a resolution of 4K, which was running like garbage because my PC is pretty decent, but not that great. And so I ended up lowering the resolution down to, 
I think it was 1080p and turning on DLSS, which is NVIDIA's version of FSR essentially. And oh my God, it was gorgeous. It looked, it looked great. FSR and DLSS are game changers when it comes to uh, video games on PC. And this is just a PC. And so that means later on, we're going to get these new games that are going to come out in a couple of years that have FSR built in. And those games are going to look great on the Steam Deck because they're able to run at a lower resolution and then upscale to a higher resolution. And I think that that's awesome. Um, Athen Immortal in chat says, rendering, what's that? Ain't Steam Deck's maxed at 720p? They're maxed at 800p. It's 1280 by 800. Uh, but they still do have to render a scene. I'm not sure if he was joking there. Um, Lomke says, DLSS is in danger with how well FSR is getting better. And while maybe that's true, uh, it, like there's always people that are like, console wars, right? We got to make sure that we're... Com- that we were com- And look at the title of this episode is Steam Deck versus Switch, which we'll get to in a second. You know, we got to make sure we compare them and say that one's better. Uh, okay, uh, but guess what? FSR is better. Well, DLSS could get better, you know? And plus, there's a lot more graphics cards out there with DLSS. So I think more games will probably support DLSS. Um, let's see. Can't they output higher resolution docs? That, that comes from Harley 17 Yes, they absolutely can. So when you dock a Steam Deck, it can output a higher resolution. But what I will say is that's not a very good experience. And it might just be... I haven't done it very much because honestly, when I play this thing, I'm almost always playing in portable mode because it's just so damn comfortable to hold. Um, Whenever I dock the Steam Deck, the menu system for the Steam Deck goes really, really slow because it's a much higher resolution. And a lot of times the games just don't run as well as they would when I'm just playing in portable mode. And for my particular use case... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to dock stuff because if I'm going to dock it, then I could just turn on my computer and play on my computer. Like, why wouldn't I just play on my computer then? Um, Because I'm already losing all the cool things about the Steam Deck by setting it on my desk in order to dock it. Uh, So for me, uh, it doesn't really make sense. But if you only have a Steam Deck and a TV, maybe that makes sense to you. Hopefully Valve makes the docking the docking thing better and of course edgewise in chat is correct they said diminishing returns on resolution with a screen that small yeah absolutely all right let's move on to our fifth and final main topic today and it's the it's the reason you guys clicked on the video or or uh, listened to the podcast i uh I, I saw this this comment that came in to us from deck king they said hey bill i attached an article from pc gamer that says that games I'm sorry, it says that the games that people are playing on deck is just a bunch of games you could play on the Switch anyway. I constantly see people comparing the Steam Deck to the Switch. I don't feel like they're for the same audience at all. The Switch is for people that just want games to work. The deck is for people that want to tinker and want more power and want grown-up games. Why do people keep making this comparison? P.S. Do you emulate Switch on your deck? Uh, so I'll answer the PS first. No, I don't emulate Switch on my deck. I I don't emulate modern systems. I pay for those games because that supports the developers and I play them on the systems that they are designed for. 
Um, I'm not judging you if you are emulating Switch games, but I personally would prefer to support de developers because then the games continue to get made. Secondly, saying that the Nintendo Switch is for this group and that the Steam Deck is for people who want grown-up games, I, I think that that's... I think it's reductive to say that the Switch is for kids and that games on the Steam Deck are for grown-ups. I think that that is very, very reductive, and it's it doesn't really help uh, at all. What I will say is that I do think that there are two separate circles, the people who want a, a Nintendo Switch and the people who want a Steam Deck. But I think that there is a lot of overlap between those two. Yes, they are very different devices, and yes, the things about tinkering versus just working are absolutely true, but for me, I have both, and I'm glad that I have both. I do have to be honest, though, since I got my Nintendo, or Nintendo Steam Deck, since I got my Steam Deck, I haven't really been playing my Nintendo Switch, but that's because they haven't put out games that I've been looking forward to that, like, I was looking forward to Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I chose not to play Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because it's a 170-hour JRPG, and I don't have time for that. I don't. I do two podcasts and a YouTube channel and a full-time job and a family. I don't have time for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as much as I would like to. So I didn't pick that up. I am waiting for Breath of the Wild 2 or you know the next Mario Kart game or something like that, and I'm going to really, really enjoy playing those games on my Nintendo Switch. I don't think it has to be an either-or proposition. Now, somebody might say, Bill, there's you, people don't have infinite money. Not everybody can have a Steam Deck and a Switch. Which one should they get? Now, that is a very good question. I personally would say get the Steam Deck, not because the Switch is bad, but because the Steam Deck is newer, and it's going to be supported for longer, I think. In my opinion, it would probably have a longer life. You look like if you treat these things like consoles, you get the Nintendo Switch, that's coming up on its six year anniversary. It's already been out for six years. And when it came out, it was fairly underpowered hardware then. So that's the reason I would recommend getting a Steam Deck. Now, there is a Nintendo Direct tomorrow as I record this. Maybe they are going to announce that they have a a new Switch Pro, you know, that's even better than the Steam Deck. Maybe they announced that thing. Who knows? In which case, I would say maybe you want to look at the games that are available. So when you compare those two things, it's definitely something that you, you can definitely compare those two things, but it's not really apples to apples. It is oranges to oranges, but hey, those are both fruit. And so when you compare them, it makes sense to make those comparisons. But what doesn't make sense to me is for people to say, this is better and this is worse. And that's the thing that I always try and avoid. Like if you look at the name of this YouTube, not the name, the theme of this YouTube channel, it is, what is it? Oh, it's a gaming discussion without the console wars. I'm not interested in the Coke versus Pepsi Nonsense. I'm not interested in the Xbox versus PlayStation craziness or the Sega versus Nintendo or the Switch versus Steam Deck. All of that is uninteresting to me. What is interesting to me is playing the games on these systems because the games are what I'm interested in. 
I never have been somebody who's been like, all right, this is my system and I have to defend it against everybody else out there. I've never understood that, that mentality. And there's people who do that for Nintendo. There's people who do that for Steam Deck. There's people who do that for Sega, Nintendo. Uh, well, probably not Sega these days, uh, but for, uh, I'm sorry, Xbox and PlayStation and Stadia and Luna and xCloud and all these different things. There's all of these people out there that do those things. And I just have better things to do with my time. Why are people making these comparisons all the time? SEO. SEO is search engine optimization. If you put the name Nintendo Switch and Steam Deck in the title of your article, it gets clicks. So people are going to keep doing that because it keeps getting clicks. So if you don't like the people who are doing that, ignore them and don't click on their articles. Anyway, thanks so much for sending that in. Um, let's let's take a look at some things that people sent in from chat. Uh, let's see. Jake Frodsham says, I sold my Switch and bought Steam cards with the cash I'm going to be using to purchase my Steam Deck. Um, very cool. That's awesome. I'm glad that you're able to get one without having being out a bunch of money. Um, the artist formerly known as Lawrence Weaver. <laughs> they said, for the amount of money and versatility, get the deck. Uh, Nintendo is tr- busy trying to push slash support do products. Do products? Until they expand more to include games like Madden again. Then I'll switch. Um, <laughs> switch. I like the, like the play on words there. Um, Edgewise says, I'm, I'm always shocked at how poorly games run on the Switch. A lot of frame rate issues and jittering on most of the cross-platform titles. Hopefully the Pro is better. I can't wait for an OLED deck. Uh, you know what? I have to, I got to say something there. When you compare, when you're sitting there and you're like, I'm playing on this screen and I'm playing on this screen and this screen looks better, you can totally see it. When you play on only the Nintendo Switch and you're not playing the same game on some other platform, you tend not to just notice that stuff after a while. It just kind of blends in. Like, I played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I think that had some serious frame rate issues. But I just didn't care, because the game ran fine anyway. That being said, you look at Digital Foundry or something, and they put the games next to each other. Yeah, you can see the difference. If you pause the games and take a screenshot and count the pixels, you can figure out that this one has a resolution of X and this one has a resolution of Y. But the thing that you have to realize is that when the game is in motion, that doesn't matter as much. Can you tell the difference? Maybe. Does it really matter? When it comes down to just the moment-to-moment gameplay, that really doesn't matter. Yes, the Steam Deck is more powerful. That's not the reason I like it so much, though. If they made this less powerful, if they made it like the Nintendo Switch, I would still really like the Steam Deck. And you know why? Steam input. This being more powerful than a Nintendo, in my opinion, this being more powerful than a Nintendo Switch is not the differentiating factor to me. The differentiating factor to me is Steam input and the trackpads and all of the other stuff that you can do with that because it makes playing games more convenient. That, and this thing is infinitely more comfortable than a Nintendo Switch. Um, (laughs) Let's see, what else did people say? Oh yeah, uh, OLED looks right. Yeah, I would love OLED. I, that would be absolutely beautiful to have a Steam Deck with an OLED display. I don't know 
if we're going to get that because that does really increase the price. Although at the same time, Valve did say that they got way more um, more expensive Steam Deck uh, purchases than the cheaper ones. Um, all right, let's see. Any other... Uh, okay, yeah, Tommy Reynolds in chat says, I'm looking forward to a handheld that is comfortable. Yes, I've said, I said this on Games with Bill today, I think. If not, I thought about saying it on Games with Bill today. Um, this, the Nintendo Switch, if they brought out an OLED Switch Lite, I would probably get it because I think that, that is, the, the light is an infinitely more comfortable than the regular Switch. But man, if this thing had an OLED screen, yes, please. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, that was our last main topic today. But before we would get out of here, I want to thank all of the people who sent in super chats and become members and stuff like that. Uh, and that would be I Reverend Gunn sent in a $5 super chat here during the show. They said, made my Steam Deck reservation on April 7th, got my Steam Deck email today, and immediately immediately placed my order. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, today's the day that all of those emails went out. And we had a bunch of people renew their memberships uh, here on the YouTube channel. I really do appreciate it. You guys are fantastic. Uh, Listen, at the top of the show, I mentioned a poll that was going in chat where we are all talking about our favorite Ninja Turtles in in honor of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga collection. Leo won with 32%. Donnie came in second with 27%. Raphael, 20%. And Mikey, uh, with 19%. So there you have it. Those are the best turtles, according to the people, the couple of hundred people that were here for this episode of On Deck. Listen, if you're listening to this show, go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. It really does help out. If you are one of the 24,000 people that subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you guys could all subscribe to my podcasts, holy cow, that would be a game changer for me. So if you haven't already, check out the podcast. There's a link in the description down below. I really do appreciate it. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next one. Bye everybody.